Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. How do you finesse staying at a billionaire's house? You're either born into the family, you're either rich yourself, or someone in the crew is fucking the rich guy or his friend. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how I went on the strip. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sit you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hey, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Today on our segment of Benson Knows Best, I want to share how I finessed staying at a billionaire's house in Mexico. Weirdly enough, I know two billionaires. That's actually insane to even think about that. But yes, I somehow finessed staying at a billionaire's house in Mexico this past weekend. This is not clickbait. It happened. And I want to share my story and how you can do it too. (laughs) Before we get started, I do want to let you know that soon we're going to be moving this is subscription-based episodes. So for anyone that wants more content or can't get enough of this podcast, I got you. I'm going to give you more details in the upcoming month or two once I figure all of that out. But yeah, that is happening soon. In the meantime, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. And this is a reminder that we do have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday and that we are also on YouTube. I'm very bad at advertising the YouTube stuff, but I am on YouTube. So make sure you go and subscribe to Almost Adulting YouTube to watch all of these episodes in video. Okay, so we are wrapping up the last week of April. I hope you've enjoyed the episode so far in the month of April. Time really flies when you're constantly stressed out (laughs) with new things happening. For this last week on our episodes, you're going to have two solo episodes for me. So definitely make sure to tune into Thursday's episode. It's going to be a really, really, really good one. Trust me, I would know since I wrote it and I hosted it. (laughs) Firstly, as you know, I've just had, I would say, I don't want to say a rough March and April since, you know, there's always someone out there that has it worse. But I've been doing my best to get through things (laughs) all through March and April, and I've done my best to stay positive. So I recently finished freezing my eggs, and I documented that from interviewing my doctor to then doing a solo Tuesday episode discussing my journey. I never discussed post-surgery. So interestingly enough, for a lot of women that I knew that I connected with on Instagram, and that's been the coolest thing, I would say all the women I was able to connect with on social media. So the women I connected with on social media, there were many women that I knew that struggled prior to the surgery, prior to taking out all of the eggs. (laughs) For me, leading up to it, it was fine. I am not scared of needles. It was very easy for me to shoot myself up. (laughs) That's a silly way of to phrase it, but everything was fine. I wasn't even really bloated. Uh, yes, I was constipated, but 
it wasn't that bad. For me, it got really bad post-surgery. And no one, I guess, told me this, including the medical team. I'm not trying to blame anyone, but I do think in general, in the medical fields, especially with women, everyone's so focused on the physical stuff that no one really focuses around the mental health stuff and the emotional stuff. So for whatever reason, doesn't seem as much of a big deal. But I didn't realize all the hormones that were shooting into my body. I didn't realize how that was going to change my moods. I didn't realize that post-surgery, I would practically almost feel suicidal. I thought I was going crazy in my brain. One thing with me is that I have PCOS. So that means I produce a lot of estrogen. And there's other women that have this as well. And it comes in a lot of different levels. I'm sure I have a more minor one compared to the other women who've been struggling this their whole life. But I've been on birth control most of my life to contain it. I've only been off of birth control for now 10 months where I started to actually experience the hormone side effects. But because I have PCOS, I produced over, I would say 40 to 50 follicles. So we needed to scrape that out when I was going through the procedure to remove my eggs. And the thing with PCOS, although we produce too many follicles, they're not mature eggs. So you just need to scrape that shit out. So I had loads of follicles in my body all the way up to the top of my stomach that they had to scrape out. Luckily, I was put to sleep. I heard in Canada they don't do that, which is literally insane and not okay. So when I woke up, I felt like there was something wrong and I asked to be put on payments. And they said, no, you're good. You don't need any payments. And they sent me home without any pain medication. That was probably not a good idea because I wasn't then aware of how bad it was. I tried to stop at a cell phone store (laughs) to fix my phone. And then afterwards, I tried to go to In-N-Out and I literally threw up there because I needed to lay down. And that's when the pain started to come in because, again, I didn't realize how much they scraped out of me. So I couldn't sit or walk for two to three days post-surgery. And I will say I was pissed. And at that moment, all my emotions started to come out. All these emotions I was holding in as a very logical person, I tend to just push my emotions aside and I try to make logic of, of, of everything that I feel. That's how I'm able to, you know, write such powerful solo episodes because I sit and I think and I try to connect my emotions to the logic. But what I was going through, there was no logic. I was just feeling and I was feeling a lot and I had so much sadness in me. And I couldn't figure out what to attach it to. And I didn't know what to do with it. And I also, no one told me. So I wasn't aware that this was happening from a hormone overload. I literally thought I was just going bonkers in my brain. I ended it with a guy that I was seeing. I went off on the girl, my friend that was staying in my house. And I was just having mental breakdowns because I felt like I had no control over anything. And I... I won't lie. I was just sitting there and I'm like, no one loves me. No one gives a shit about me. I'm going through all of this. No one's asking me how I am. And people were checking in with me. And I would say, yeah, I'm doing fine. And then I would cry about it. Then no one cares. It was mental until I went through a bunch of Reddit chats and I found out that I'm not alone. Because when you Google what happens post-surgery for freezing your eggs, the procedure after freezing your eggs... It literally on Google, obviously written by man, it says basically how you should be fine within a day or two. No, you're not. Maybe some women are fine. I think the women I've spoken to who were not fine prior to the procedure were fine afterwards. And also it depends how many eggs you take out because there's so much coming out of me. 
I was in more pain. And a lot of women PCOS are not fine afterwards. And that's literally not on Google unless you go into, it's not on the medical documents. They pretend like you should be fine to go to work the next day. False. Only when I went into the Reddit chats did I find out other women were saying, I am suicidal. I'm not okay. I have too many emotions. I'm just crying for no reason. And and that really helped me feel like I'm not alone because I, I was freaking out. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't realize that my hormones were not going back to normal. Anyway, after being able to sit again and walk again, two to three days later, and I had some painkillers from my root canal. So that helped me. I finally calmed down. <laughs> And then Coachella was coming up and I decided to not go to Coachella. I was just over it. And that's when my friend ringed me up. So yeah, now we are entering the well-deserved vacation that I got invited to. So my boy and I ended it because I went mental. I felt like he didn't check in on me enough and I didn't know what else to do with my anger. I think I'm still emotional though. I just got my period. So I'm still going through it, but now I'm able to use the logic to understand like, oh, okay, The world is not ending. I just think it is because I'm being emotional. So I'm trying to give myself grace. I actually cried to my therapist about it today. Anyway, (laughs) the point is my friend calls me out of nowhere and she goes, hey, do you want to go to Mexico with me? And I'm like, "Um, mm, you know what? Why not? And she goes, okay, perfect. We're going to leave tomorrow and we'll be back Sunday or Monday, whatever you want. And this was on a Wednesday. And I go, uh, okay, yeah, where are we staying? How much, how much does it cost? And she goes, don't worry about it. We're staying at my friend's house. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, so uh, what's your flight? Which flight should I book? Oh, she goes, don't worry, I booked it for you. I'm like, you booked my flight for me. Okay, my girlfriends are not that nice. I mean, I'm not eating anyone's vagine, so... There's no way my friend is being that kind and booking my flight. That's never happened to me. (laughs) I'm a little confused at this point. I go, wait, actually, I can't go Thursday. That's too last minute. Can I fly on Friday? I have to do some work Thursday. So I'll just book my flight on Friday. And she goes, don't worry, babe. I got you. I'll book your flight Friday. I'll just contact the assistant. Oh, yeah. I asked her. I said, where's the house? And she goes, it's a $50 million house. My friend's letting me stay. Super fun. There's going to be butlers and everything, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. Interesting. I call my mom like, mom, you're not going to believe this. My friend Jessica asked me to come to Mexico. She's booking my flight and she said it's a $50 million house. And so far my mom's like, Violetta, please, I need more information. What is this? Where are you going? Who are you staying with? Who are these people? Violetta, you need to be smarter, please. I'm worried about you. (laughs) So my mom was right. So I called my friend Jessica up again and I said, okay, something's up. This is too good to be true. And I said, Jess, listen, I've been through enough. I need you to be honest with me. Do I need to fuck someone to go on this vacation? Please just tell me the truth. So I need to know because I can't. Not only can I not do this mentally and emotionally to sleep with anyone at this point, but physically I'm literally not allowed to have a penis or anything inside of me for two more weeks post-procedure. So I, from the doctor, (laughs) I cannot be having sex and I will not be having anal. So please just tell me what's the deal. And she started laughing and she goes, no, babe, trust me. You don't have to have sex with anyone. I would have told you if that was a type of vacation. It's not. It's literally, you're going to Mexico, just me, you and my son. 
we're going to be by ourselves for two days. And then Saturday, my friend, and then she blurs some name out. And I go, wait, who's this friend on Saturday that's coming? My Australian friend. Who's this Australian friend? Well, he owns the house. Okay, babe, who owns the house? And that's when I found out. So the house I stayed in, the owner of the house, this man's name is His house is worth $50 million. Net worth, $2.7 billion. So she says, Saturday and his friend, the guy I'm hooking up with, they're flying in. So we'll see them. And I said, okay, but this feels like a double date. Please, I can't do this mentally. And she goes, V, trust me, this guy keeps himself. He has a wife. I was literally going to invite my married friend. She just couldn't make it. So it's not that type of vacation. It's just literally me, you, my son, and then they're going to come in. It's super fun. And she goes, we have the whole house to ourselves at first. Keeps himself when they're going to fly in. I'm going to be with my dude. You can just do whatever you want. It's a house filled with butlers, assistants. We have a chef. We have a masseuse. We have a house manager and we have everything else that you need. And I said, okay, sounds good. I said, who's paying for our flights? And she goes, my man. And I go, holy shit, you know what? Thanks for taking one for the team and sucking that dick so I don't have to. That's what a good friend is for. But also I'm making a joke. My friend Jessica has been on and off with friend for I think years now, maybe five years. So she's, you know, gone on vacation with him before. And yeah, so Friday comes around. I missed my first flight, the one that was booked for me by uh, Jessica's lovely friend. So then I ended up just booking my own flight because <laughs> I always somehow miss my first flight. So then I book my flight. Uh, my flight keeps getting delayed. So I finally fly into Mexico four hours later. <laughs> I make it to Cabo. I'm texting Jess. She's not answering. I'm kind of freaking out. I walk outside and there's a man with a sign for Violetta, my driver. I had a driver pick me up in Mexico. Somehow he knew my flight was ready and he picked me up. And we got into his SUV and then he drove me to the house through a million gates, million securities. We roll up to the house. There is armed security surrounding the whole house. He drops me off and then another person comes to grab my bags and then just walks me into the middle of the house. The house is insanely beautiful and just leaves. And I'm just standing there in the middle of a $50 million house. It's open view, beautiful ocean. The pool has a couch in the middle of the pool. And it's like this endless type of pool. I have no idea where to go. I don't know where my room is. I don't want to also be disrespectful. I don't want to walk around. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I am now in this home for a whole hour. And I have no idea where my friend is. She's not answering the phone. I'm just there by myself until I finally find the house manager. And I go, hi, I'm Violetta. I'm staying with Jess. Am I in the right house? He's like, oh my God, hi, welcome. So sorry, do you need to find your room? And I was like, yeah. He starts walking me around. It's literally a hotel. It looks like a hotel. And they put me in one room and then he says, wait, never mind. just found, I just got word that you will be staying on the other side of the house. And I was like, look, I'll take the maid's room. I don't give a shit. I'm just so happy to be here. Like you guys, you don't understand. I finally am able to walk. And Friday was also the first day I was finally going to be able to swim in a pool again and to take a bath. In the last three weeks, I wasn't allowed to enter a pool or a bath. 
and I still need another week before penis can enter me or I can exercise. The rules are the rules for uh, freezing my eggs. That's just the thing. Okay. I walk into my room. It's beautiful. I have a beautiful view. There is candy and alcohol in my room. There is in my bathroom, there are two sides on the bathroom divided. One side, it's shampoo and all the toiletries for men. And the other side is all the toiletries for women. Anything that you can think of, they have. I actually took a toothbrush with me home. <laughs> I was like, should I steal anything? No, I shouldn't. No, I shouldn't. And I was like, ah, fuck it. And I took a toothbrush just, just for memory because I kind of ran out of um, toothbrushes. So I was like, just in case I'm going to brush my teeth on the plane, on the two-hour plane, <laughs> whatever. I took one, whatever. That's, that's all I took though. I have this beautiful bath. I have a shower inside my room and outside my room. There's like this beautiful shower, but it's closed off. It's just beautiful. So then I change. The house manager leaves and then the house butler walks in. I feel so weird using the word butler. How weird is that? The house butler walks in and then he's like, hey, Violetta, let me know if you need anything. Here's a list of all of our numbers. You can also text me anything you need, whether it's food, whether it's candles, whatever you need, we will get it for you. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. And yeah, there's also a chef. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So then I just change clothes and then I walk outside and I just go in the pool and I just start laying in the pool and the butler comes to me again. Hey, Violetta, are you hungry? Do you want anything? I'm like, wait, I can have anything. He's like, yeah, what would you want to eat? I'm like, I don't know, a quesadilla. And he's like, of course, quesadilla. Do you want some salsa? Do you want some chips? Do you want some guac? Do you want a drink? What kind of drink do you want? I'm like, do you make alcoholic beverages? And he goes, yeah. Do you want a pina colada? I was like, yeah, I would love a fucking pina colada. Are you joking me? So he makes me a pina colada. And he goes, you want alcohol in it? And I said, yes, I'm an adult. Make it a double. Just kidding. Make it a single. But I will have that pina colada. So he gave me a pina colada and he gave me my quesadilla. And I'm just swimming in this endless pool, in this beautiful pool, which was really warm. And then finally, two hours later or an hour later, my friend Jessica shows up. I say hi to Jessica. She's like, how do you like the house? And I said, you know what? Could be better. Could be nicer. I feel like we're slumming it, but it'll do. <laughs> And I go, I love this pool. It's so nice. And she goes, V, that's a jacuzzi. And I'm like, excuse me? And she goes, are you joking? You're swimming in the jacuzzi. That's not the pool. I was like, wow, I'm just so thankful to be here. I was like, this is a really nice pool. And she goes, no, you're in the jacuzzi. Flip to the other side. That's the pool, the longer version of it. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is just to give you a better description. I don't go on vacation. The last time I went on vacation was to Greece. And that was painful. And I haven't gone since. And that was when? June last year or July. I normally am home. My parents were nice enough to watch my cat over the weekend when I left and be in my, and watch my house. And normally I just stay home. I'm not really a traveler. And it was really nice. I just felt so thankful just to be out of the house. And I just felt so thankful 
to be in such a beautiful place, even if it was going to be for two days, it was just nice for a second to just appreciate touching the water and being able to enter the water, breathing fresh air. What a beautiful weekend. So anyway, we hang out in the pool. We're having our fun. Jessica's son, he's 14. He was hanging out with us in the pool as well. And then that night we go to dinner. The house manager takes us to dinner. He takes us to some like really cool place. We get dressed up and they also pay for our dinners. <laughs> Super random, I know. Um, he covers the dinner. The dinner was good, but Jessica and I were beat afterwards. So we didn't end up even going out or anything. We go back home and I went to sleep. And the next morning I woke up at 7 a.m. I walked outside. The chef was already preparing our breakfast and, and it was like a full table and we took beautiful pictures. We went down to the beach and I got to watch Jessica surf. I got to watch Jessica kayak. I got to watch Jessica do something boarding, all those other things, all the things I couldn't do. Let me just tell you, there's nothing better than doctor's orders where they tell you you can't have sex and you can't exercise. I feel like I will just use that now for the rest of my life as my excuse. Sorry, I would love to exercise, but like, I can't. Doctor said no. So I just kind of watched her. And then I just kept downing pina coladas. There was a masseuse at the house, two masseuses at the house at all times that I just completely forgot about. And I regret that because my neck is killing me. And then around afternoon, James showed up. And I got to meet the billionaire for the first time. And then I got to meet the man that Jessica, her man friend that they've been on and off for years. And then this other man came and they were really nice, but they were just literally doing their own thing. Like I was by myself at the house most of the time. And I would take beautiful pictures. I would just be swimming. I would just be downing pina coladas, which by the way, Euphoria, Kat, had a whole story around the fact that she gained weight on her vacation drinking pina coladas and i'm here to let you know that she was in fact correct i gained like five six pounds <laughs> from drinking pina coladas for like three days straight <laughs> worth it okay worth it so delicious they had endless pina coladas for me worth it and then we basically had to have breakfast a certain time so breakfast lunch and dinner there was a timing for it and you had to go to the dinner table to do that. So that was important. And that would be the times where I would interact with Mr. Billionaire. I feel like I was so focused on enjoying the vacation and just swimming in the pool and frolicking in the sun that I didn't even think about the fact that I only thought about this on my last day, which was Sunday. I only realized like, holy shit, I am next to a billionaire. There's probably so much information this person knows. Like, what are the odds that I'll ever meet another billionaire again? And I didn't take advantage of the fact that I could ask him so many questions, <laughs> but I didn't have any questions. I just wanted to, you know, get a tan, like a little silly millennial. But yeah, I, that, that did come to mind. That is kind of crazy. I can't believe I was next to a billionaire. The second night that I was there, there were amazing fireworks and it was so beautiful. I couldn't stop watching. And that's when I found out that Chris Jenner was our neighbor. So Chris Jenner was renting the house next door for 15. That's that house cost $15 million. So that's right. The house I was staying at is worth more money than the house Chris Jenner was staying at. So take that Kardashians and Jenners that apparently 
I don't know if they own the house or they rent it, but every other weekend they have fireworks in that house and that belongs to Kris Jenner. So when I posted the fireworks some people DM me and they said, oh, that's Kris Jenner's house. She just posted the fireworks that they were doing. So I thought that was like, wow, what a small world. Look at all of us billionaires just hang out next to each other. <laughs> um, it was so beautiful. It was right outside my house. It was just, what a dream come true <laughs> for me. <laughs> I was just so thankful to be there every, every second of it. The cool thing about the house is that I will say this. Funny thing, I saw on Reddit Somebody wrote, Viola Benson, it's like a TikTok writer. Viola Benson went to state a house and she's trying to say that people can rent it out. She's just a sex worker and so is Jessica. And they have like a whole haram or what, I don't know what that word is. They have a whole haram of women and they're sexual workers that they bring out. No, that's not the case at all. They were excited to have me there, including friend who's the house manager of the property in Mexico. I think he's actually property manager of all of uh, properties, but basically they're planning on renting out the Cabo house. So they were excited to have someone like me stay at the house. And that's why they had me stay at the house. And Jessica's friend paid for my flights because they wanted me to post about it. So I can tell people about it. Obviously not everyone can afford this. I mean, I can't afford it, but planning on Airbnb the house two people from the outside for th between $35,000 to $40,000 a night. Yeah, a night. How insane is that? So if you're interested in renting out that house, you now can. There is, I think, 12 to 13 bedrooms in that house, not including the game room, the gym. They have two gyms. They have a full-on game room. They have a sauna. They have a massage room. They have a bunch of other rooms. And then they have 12 to 13 bedrooms. It's insane. They have 30,000 backyards. It's connected to the beach. It has security there, although I don't know if the security stays there or not. They have a couch in the middle of the pool. They have an endless pool, whatever that thing is called, uh, that pool that looks like a forever pool. They have a beautiful jacuzzi that's connected to the pool. Everything's heated. Everything's beautiful. I don't know if it comes with the chef or not, but they had like a million butlers there. They had two masseuses there. It's pretty insane. As for what it was like staying with a billionaire, he was exactly what I thought a billionaire would be. I think most really smart, rich people, especially people that make that much money, they're very awkward people. Normally, I would assume they're on the on the spectrum, to be fair. They keep to themselves, socially awkward, and that's kind of how he was so nice. I did my best to introduce myself to him, and then I would just leave him alone. He was mainly the whole time just either working or watching sports. He was never really interacting around me or, or Jessica or Jessica's son. It was really more me, Jessica, the son, and then her guy that were together most of the time, or just me literally by myself, just swimming in the pool. <laughs> I was alone a lot of the time, which I really enjoyed. And yeah, he would keep to himself. And then we would have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Uh, I think one or two of the breakfast or lunches, J JP wasn't even there because he was watching sports. And then on Sunday, his, um, his assistant came with her baby. And then she was just with him. 
And Sunday, Jessica and I were doing a little shoot in the house and everyone's really helpful with that because they obviously wanted us to post about it. So then hopefully there would be a renter. And if you're sitting there and you're like, V, who the fuck can afford $40,000 a night? That's exactly what I thought. But guess what? The minute I posted about it, one of my friends texts me, hey V, I want to say that house. And I go, okay, but it's $40,000 a night. Okay, perfect. Yeah, normally I say this other place. And then I realized, right, they own half of the Trump hotels in North America because they are from Spain or something. I don't recall. I wouldn't say my friend, my acquaintance. It's not crazy also, by the way, to know that half of the hotels that we see, even though it belongs to a name, let's say like Hilton Hotel or Trump Hotel, those people don't actually own the hotels half of the time. It's just a chain hotel or a chain restaurant. So yeah, um, that guy's family owns most of the Trump hotels in North America. I have no idea how it's doing, to be honest. But I thought that was really interesting. So as usual, I'm always in shock that people have this type of money. And I'm like, I'm also in shock that I even somehow know these type of people. But I guess it makes sense. People with money are drawn to models or people with the following. (laughs) So that's what they can get from me and that's what I can get from them. So yeah, I ended up connecting them. So me staying at the house ended up working out for them because I connected them with my friend who wants to rent out the house. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Wish him the best. Hopefully he gets a good deal. But yeah, I guess the ball is already rolling for me just staying there one week. And so I will say I'm a good marketer because I have been posting about the house. So yeah, JP was super nice. Super sweet, super gentleman, not creepy in any type of way. Felt like a dad, I guess. (laughs) So anyway, how do you finesse staying at a billionaire's house? One of the girls in the crew has to suck dick. That's how you finesse it. (laughs) So if you're like me, you're going to be the one to say no. So one of your other friends has to be down. And obviously, again, joking, joking, joking. But yeah. Thankfully, Jessica took one for the team because she's dating one of the guys. (laughs) So it worked out for us. But that's how you finesse it. You're either born into the family, you're either rich yourself, or someone in the crew is fucking the rich guy or his friend. (laughs) That's how it works. That's how I went on the strip. I wish I was a sex worker that got paid. That would have been even cooler. But I was just so happy and thankful to be there for free. So that's that. I mean, technically it wasn't free. It was an exchange for posting. So it was like a job in a way. This weekend, Jessica is going back and they have a full house. They're doing all these parties. I can't go. And also no one invited me because it's a full house. I think every bedroom is going to be full. So I will just pretend that it's because I can't make it. So it doesn't matter. But if they invited me to go there again, I would 100% go. That was the best vacation of my life. And it was only for two and a half days. And then the flight back, the Jessica's guy booked it for us to go home. And it's a two-hour flight, but they booked it the day of, and we obviously sat in coach, and it was such a crowded flight. And then I asked her how much it cost. This girl goes, because I paid $200 to fly to Cabo. Since I missed my flight that same day, I paid $200 to fly to Cabo, which seemed reasonable. So then I said, how much did you pay for us to sit in those shitty seats? Because I'm like, isn't your man rich? Couldn't we have sat in better seats even though the plane was full and I was obviously being sarcastic? She goes, well, for me, you and my son, it costs $3,000. I was like, bitch, what? What? So anyway, I guess when you have money, you can book 
last minute flight. Me personally, I would have just stayed in Mexico. <laughs> like I would not, but if, if that's how much the flight costs, I would have just stayed there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you, Jessica, for putting it in your mouth. But I'm also kidding. Her man was the best. I really liked him a lot. And that guy has so much energy too. Like he is very active. That guy like surfs, runs. He's intelligent. He's fun to be around. They all kept talking about a game called gin, rum or something. And like lunch and dinner. And there was a third friend there who was um, this Argentinian guy who competes, who does polo. And I kept saying, guys, put me in. Let me play gym with you. And they all said, no, you can't. You can't beat Jessica's guy. He's the best. And I said, well, I need to learn. Anyway, so if anyone out there is currently listening to my podcast and knows about the game Gin Room, Rami or something, and you want to teach me, please, I'm dying. I'm begging you. Anyway, so that's my story of how I stayed at a billionaire's guy's house in Mexico. The best vacation of my life. I didn't even need to leave the house. The rest of the time, except that one dinner, I went outside of Mex- uh, outside of the house. I just stayed for the rest of the time. And actually, I didn't, I didn't get to see half of the house. Before I left, they showed me a tour really quick because obviously they wanted me to talk about it on my podcast. But yeah, the game room's amazing. The sauna, they have a, a, a cold pool as well. They have a, a gym that looks like, um, it looks like that one gym that all the models go to in New York. I forgot the name of it. But it looks, it's like so cool the way it's painted. It just, it's just cool. They have, bro, they have everything. Okay. Everything. And the employees there are super nice, super happy. The food's amazing. And I'll never forget about it. Best two days of my life. So when people say money can't buy happiness, obviously always had money. (laughs) And if you grew up poor like me, you will say best two days of your life. <laughs> anyway, guys, that is that for today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any questions, including how you can rent this house, <laughs> feel free to reach out. And again, shout out to JP and everyone at that house for letting me stay in that beautiful house and for giving me such a beautiful, amazing experience. I love you and have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, besties.